It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. Hello, everybody. Hello, Swiggies. Hello, Mom. Hello, Taylor Swift. Who else is listening? Travis Kelsey, maybe? Also... Hello, Rachel. Hello, Rachel. I'm sorry. Did I forget <laughs> that you were here with me? Um, yes, hello to my my oldest sister, but also hello to my other sister, Emily. Welcome. I guess, you know, Emily has been notoriously not the biggest listener of our podcast. I don't think she wears her swiggy pin to work every day. But apparently, Rachel, you guys bonded over the weekend, and now she's a swiggy and maybe a swifty and maybe a a swelsier fan. What's going on with Emily? Yeah, Emily was super pumped because I went to see her last weekend, and, you know, the content of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey had been all over the place. I wasn't sure if she was even into it, but she was up to date, sort of. Why does she care so much? This surprises me. Okay, as I said to Sam, like the Venn diagram of Emily, who's kind of like more sportsy kind of a person, always has been, and and the Venn diagram of me, the Taylor Swift fan, we finally, we found it. We found our crossover. Venn, is it the part that crosses over that the Venn diagram? Anyway. The whole whole thing is the Venn diagram. I don't know what you call the part in the middle, but that's where you're getting at. The part in the middle is Swellsy, and (laughs) it was a beautiful weekend. My sister and I, our sister, she, she and I tend to argue about a lot of things just for the joy of it all. True. But, uh, no, we had a great time. I was able to catch her up on all of the theories. We were able to just kind of, like, share our our just love of both sides together. You know, it's, leave it up to Taylor to just bring this world together. I mean, it really, like, where, what should we tackle next, Taylor Swift? Nice football like, pun. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> What, what uh, I, I don't know what we're going to tackle next with Taylor Swift. Um, I have this theory now that other we're like a couple weeks into this like Taylor Swift uh-huh. NFL Travis Kelsey situation that I think that the NFL hired Taylor Swift to come to these games. I think we sort of talked about this in theories last week. Yeah. Yeah. But like I'm fully I, I'm deeper into this theory. I mean, and that's not to say that Taylor isn't actually enjoying hanging out with Travis Kelsey, but I, I think there's a deal at play here. Pun not intended, but that as I was saying it, I, I fully committed. So maybe pun was intended there at play. Anyways, I, I don't know still what's going on with this situation, but it is very fun. And I like how the whole nation is involved in this now. 
Swifty or not Swifty, football fan or not football fan, it's it's all anybody can talk about. This this is my new favorite rom com. Like this, it is a rom com. It it is it is the perfect friends to lovers rom com where and 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 I it's just like the mastermind of Taylor Swift. Maybe maybe there was a deal. Maybe I really I really think it was her to begin with. Kind of like a little bit of a crossover. Maybe an NFL was like, "What do you want to do?" And she's like, "Hmm, I've got this idea." She's got this mastermind. She thinks that's all it is. She thinks it's just a mastermind. But darn it, that that homeboy Travis is gonna. She's gonna fall for him. Home, homeboy. He's, like home, American home, home the boy from home, the the boy from the home and the tree what, and the and the, what's and going the, on with your voice right now that you suddenly have a twang <laughs> and who is homeboy? I, I'm not sure where you're I going. was listening. <laughs> I've been listening to too much debut to prepare for this episode. Ah, uh, what I what I'm saying is like the all American boy. Like this is this is the rom com. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like it, I'm I'm already I'm you know what I'm signing up. I've already bought my tickets. I've I, I, I've bought the, you know, I've um, pre-ordered the book. Like, I'm in. I'm in on the storyline. And this is going to be a great one. Like, this is the story uh, that I've been waiting for. They they said it was a great one, one for the ages. But mm-hmm. is the yeah. story over? Are we still writing pages? We're still writing those pages. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going on a deep end dive <laughs> in the end zone with a different song. So uh, for, forgive me for that. I, I, I'm ready to move on from the Swellsy talk, Rachel. Unless you have more that on. you must get out. No, no, I'm just, I'm still delighted by it. Um, I'm still on team, you know, this is, this this might have a little bit of, like, hint, hints at some 1989 promo situations happening. Sure. Uh, but I also love the romance, so I feel like it can really satisfy whatever side of the story you're on, whether, you know, I just, I think it's a great one. Well, this is a good story. I, I'm with but you. But I'm okay moving on from I'm it. I'm with you on that. Where are we going next, Sam? So, okay. Uh, moving on. Rachel, speaking of 1989 promo, we are in the month of October. Yes, we are. This is an exciting month to be a Swifty. This episode comes out the day that the Eras Tour <gasps> movie is released in theaters. Um, and then, of course, in just a couple more weeks, we're going to get 1989, Taylor's version. We're going to get these vault tracks. It is going to totally shape our Halloween weekend, I think. Um, yeah, so I that's see. it's a very exciting time. Um, Update, Sam. Yeah. Um, I got a second ticket to watch the Eras Like a different, movie. like you're going on a second day? I am going because they... They released, you saw that they released even more tickets, like theaters worldwide. Yeah, I did, did see that. Did you see that? Mm. Yeah. So it was going to be, it's also at my tiny little rinkadink theater in town, but only like at a 6 p.m. showing. And I really had this dream of going to a matinee in the middle of the week uh, while my kids are in school. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm going on like... Friday the twentieth. I'm just taking myself all by yourself. That's fun. You're gonna meet some. You're gonna meet some friends there. I bet. When I and and when I signed up, no one. I was the first person to buy tickets in this theater. So guess what? I picked seat number thirteen. Wow. Um, yeah, I had to do and it. And that's probably like right in the middle of the row, so front and 
center situation? Yeah. Or is that yeah. row 13 yeah. that you're talking about? Uh, I, I, I could pick whatever letter I wanted. I think I picked um, M, but it was M13. M for Mary, perhaps? Mary. Mm-hmm. That's M for thinking. Madonna, yeah. perhaps? No. M for Mariah no. Carey, who is going on tour. And really? I'm not going to get tickets for that. I just wanted to say that I just discovered that. Okay, continuing this moving on situation, I want to give both of us a pat on the back, Rachel. Okay. We, okay, I'll we have uh, stepped it up. We have been, I don't know if anyone's noticed or if anyone cares, but we've sort of been slacking with the behind the scenes efforts of our podcast. We're, we're definitely putting episodes out every single week as we have always intended to do. And gosh darn it, are we having so much fun. But behind the scenes, we have promised to include show notes, cocktail recipes, Mm -hmm. video and photography content of our cocktails and of our recordings. But we've sort of been slacking, I guess, in the last few weeks. But we've stepped it up. And, And now, Rachel, definitely shout out to you. You have written all the show notes for all the episodes that we've forgotten about. We've got cocktail recipes on there. Um... Our Instagram and our TikTok is alive again, and uh, again, the cocktails and recipes are showing up there too. So if you're not already following along our social medias or following our Substack where we have our show notes, please tune in to that. What is our Substack? How do you get there? It's like... Swift and Swigs Podcast. No, pardon. Swift and Swigs Pod dot substack okay no cast dot no cast on that com. one no cast and no s- with sips just swift and swigs pod, pod dot substack dot com. great so go check out all the hard work that we've been doing behind the scenes um <laughs> okay okay still not ready to to get into the episode yet rachel i just want to say it's been a minute since i've announced a new country alert Oh, you're, where where are we going to, or where did we supposed go? To, to, you're supposed to give me a a, a, a sound oh. effect there. <laughs> That'll do. Ping. Okay, we're going to we're going to Sweden, Rachel. We've got a listener from Sweden, so I have learned how to say hello and welcome in Swedish. Oh, do it. And here's my attempt at that. Hey, all, welcome. How'd I, how'd I do? How'd I do, listen? Did you have to lower your voice when you did that? I just get so embarrassed. I don't know why I include this this uh, segment every time. You know what? Like, I, I, it's like it makes people feel so welcome to to hear someone try. I am to trying. Make them feel this is me trying. Like, you are. This is you trying. But welcome, listener slash listeners from Sweden. You are now part of like the twenty country club that we have. In our, uh, as, as a Swiggy listener, so congrats on that. Okay, Rachel, that's all the tea I've got for this week. Okay, great, because I'm really excited to get into some new shit. In fact, yeah, me too. I could do an entire podcast of all the new mu- music I've been listening to. Um, sometimes I think I just go through a journey of just excited to welcome you, and I feel like the fall is... It's kind of getting me into that. Like, I really want to listen to all of the music. And there have been some great new albums that have mm. come out and then others that have connected me 
to ones that I hadn't even like known before, but they're all kind of interconnected. Anyway, that's a long intro for me to tell you. I narrowed it down for this week. I am listening to Zach Bryan's new album, oh. self-titled okay. album, Zach Bryan. Have you done some Zach Bryan listening? Um, no, I get them all mixed up. Zach Bryan, Luke Combs, Brad Paisley, Tim McGraw, Garth Brooks, George Strait, okay. Earl Scruggs. Whoa, They're all whoa, the same whoa, to me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, no. I'm so sorry. I've offended a lot of people just there, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, you really have, because you went all over the place with, with your country music. <laughs> as if, like, country is I went is just, backwards chronologically. You, went, you really did. <laughs> no, um, so... On my way to visit our sister Emily this weekend, Emily lives in a farm in rural Wisconsin, and there's just something about driving through farm country that you want to listen to some Americana, some folk music, and Zach Bryan really hit that note of good driving through farmland country music. Um, and I would not, I wouldn't give Zach Bryan a, like a country music sound as much as kind of like a hmm. of of more of a we looked it up because i was confused as to how you would label it but i i, I put it more in the americana category okay kind of bluesy americana do you have a favorite song uh i knew you're gonna ask me that well first of all i love how the album starts because there's a song called fear and fridays but he has a poem that kind of plays off that and he does this he reads the poem, if you will, and just like a, such a really incredible sort of way. So that's amazing. That's a great way to start the album. But one of my favorite songs in the album was called Hey Driver. And it just really like gets into your to your soul, especially if you're just driving. Hey driver, pull on over. I'm in a fight with God. This Carolina's shoulder seems the place I'm getting off. Daddy Love a good driving music. This is a good one. Put it on your playlist. Will do. Will do. I'll I'll check it out. I've uh, he's been fluttering in my radar for mm -hmm. the last year. Mm -hmm. Okay, my turn for new shit. I am in my autumn feels. Uh -huh. You hinted at this, but there's something about this time of year where you can really get into the feel of music. I think for you, it's been. Red Taylor's version is an example. I always like vibe with super moody, melancholy music this time of year. Same, same. Um, now that we're in October, it's like the part of fall where it's like now getting cold and a little dreary and a mix of weather. And so I just want to get warm and cozy with these melancholy songs, albums, and musicians. So I, I chose what I think is a really good representation of moody, melancholy music. And that would be none other than Phoebe Bridgers. Sam, I was going to, I literally was going to say that as you said that. That's the album. Well, I don't know what album you picked. But that is the artist that I always say I, I will only listen to Phoebe Bridgers in October and November. Like, it's just like, it's what I want. Wow. Oh, and also, like, her aesthetic is that, like, skeleton. Yes. and go Like, she wears that skeleton suit. Yes. And there's ghosts on the cover of her Stranger in the Alps album. Yep. So it's definitely, like, this time of year for sure. But just something about the sound of her music, of her voice. It's, it's so beautiful. 
And I've only just dabbled into Phoebe Bridgers over the years. I've always loved the song Motion Sickness. That was the mm-hmm. first song I ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a tremendous song. But that's almost not like the fall vibe. I'm going to choose the song Halloween okay. off of her album Punisher, which is a really good song about using Halloween as a way to be somebody else in mm-hmm. with somebody. Um, and it's her lyrics are, are profound and her voice is stunning, and there are like a lot of soothing qualities to the songs. Maybe it's Halloween, and we can be anything. And yeah, she's very swoon-worthy, Phoebe Bridgers. That's a that's my new shit this week. Uh, I love it. If you listeners love a cocktail pairing with your songs, then you can Then you're listening to the right podcast. (laughs) Right. Well, I'll just include a link because I have covered Phoebe Bridger's Halloween in my story Sip and Song. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So I will link up with that one. I I have already begun my fall cocktail song ideas for that account because I let it slide for a little bit and I'm so excited to get back in because I just love a song cocktail pairing so which is a really great transition speaking of cocktail pairings it's almost like you wrote that it's almost like i wrote that i would like to start swigging but before we swig we have to talk about what song we're swigging to yeah and you chose it this week rachel It, it it i guess announce the song and then tell us really why you chose it okay i will yeah yeah because i'm sorry I chose the song, Mary's Song. Took me back to the house in the backyard tree. Sand it beat me up, you were bigger than me. You never did. You never I would like to say I chose it because of the lyrics in it. Just make me feel all warm and cozy and fallish and whatever. But I chose it because of Swellsy. <laughs> I chose it because... For those of us that don't know Rachel, how does this song have anything to do with the Travis Swift, Kelsey? Whoa, gosh, no, Travis, I can't get this right. Travis, Kelsey, Taylor Swift, how does this song have to do with this? I know, but for those that don't. There is a lyric right at the end of this song that says, I'll be 87, you'll be 89. Travis, Kelsey wears jersey number 87, Taylor Swift, you know, she has a thing for 89, you know, as in 1989. It is too perfect. That song has doubled its listenership in the last two weeks on Spotify. It has. It has. And so, you know, I'm partially to blame for that. Our our Swiggies are partially to blame for that because they're preparing for this episode. Uh, Yeah. So... I, I just, it, it seemed like a great time to just go back into our debut era. Let's find out. Let's find out what 17-year-old Taylor Swift, and can you even imagine what she might have been feeling if she knew one day there would be an 87 and 89 following her around? I've seen theories that this whole relationship is all of the mastermind plan because she wrote this song like 17 or 18 years ago. I'm not buying into that theory. Okay. No, no, 
But what if she, like, saw his number and was like, wait a second. Wait a second, maybe. The thing is, the lyric is from the woman's perspective, I'll be 87 and you'll be 89. So it doesn't really line up because he's 87 and she's 89. But it's not from her perspective either, Sam. So that's, I don't know. This is this is a story. So we're going to get into it. But can we drink first? Can we do that? Please. Okay. Uh, I want the I want you to go first. Um, mostly because okay. I already know I already know what you have. Go ahead. I know I accidentally I accidentally spoiled it, but I, I mean it's sort of obvious. I don't did you I don't know if you did this. You probably did not take the easy route. But here's what I did. I made a Bloody Mary because it's called Mary's Song. By the way. It's called Mary's Song, parentheses, oh my, my, my. I don't think that you should be leaving that out because that is a. Oh, an it, I don't think point. I knew that. I, that's, I don't think I even paid attention to that. I mean, I How did not know pay it, attention to that. It's literally the title. It's literally Mary's the song, title. Oh my, my, my. Yeah, okay. You got, okay. I didn't, I didn't pay attention to that. I don't think there's a lot of depth that needs to be discussed regarding that, but. Anyways, I digress. I made a Bloody Mary, but the song is so sweet that calling it bloody just does not fit. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So here's what I did. And, and, and also, you know me, I will do, I will have any excuse not to make a vodka drink on this <laughs> podcast. I have done everything I can to avoid vodka, including today. I did not make a traditional vodka Bloody Mary. I made it with blue corn whiskey. Mm-hmm. which is my distillery's famous whiskey that we distill. So I'm calling it the Bloody Mary. Oh, the Bloody. <laughs> the Bloody. <laughs> so Bloody of you. It's Bloody. Um, so yeah, it's got, it's it. I made a homemade Bloody Mary mix, but you can take any of your favorite Bloody Mary mixes. But instead of vodka... You add blue corn whiskey, which is like a bourbon, but bourbon has like other types of grains, um, bourbon being a primarily corn grain whiskey, but our blue corn whiskey has flavors of butter, so it's just a nice thing to enjoy in a Bloody Mary. Um, that's it. That I And I jazzed it up with a bunch of things that have nothing to do with the song. I tried coming up with like more creative ingredients to add to the Bloody Mary that have relations to the song, but I didn't. So there, here it is. Not... I'm excited to drink it. It's uh, it's still morning where I am, so it's appropriate to drink a blood. So a Bloody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Sam, I don't know where my, my, my brain was this week. I didn't think about the idea of creating a Bloody Mary to this song until literally like just this morning as I was writing the sh- up the show notes situation for this. I was like, oh, yeah, because when I originally sat down to think about a cocktail, I couldn't think of anything, like nothing. And yeah. so I was like, you know what? Forget about it. It's fall. I want to make a fall drink. And so I was like, what's what, one of my favorite, like, kind of pre-fall drinks is a cocktail that has limoncello and tea and rosemary, simple syrup. And I was like, you know what? This is great. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that cocktail, and I'm like, I'm writing it down. I write rosemary, and I was like, oh, rosemary. Uh, Look at that. Oh, there it is. This this is great. Okay, so then, 
Then I decided I wanted to add some tea to this because I was thinking about this is a debut song. We kind of hinted at in previous episodes that this the debut album just gives us like sitting on a porch with tea kind of vibes. So I thought, what's a good fall tea? How about a marigold tea? And I write that down and I was like, boom, there's another Mary. So <laughs> we're, we're calling this one Mary's Cocktail instead of Mary's Song. I don't know. I don't like the name of that. <laughs> Mar- Mar- I feel like you could call it something else that is more fun than that. Um, <laughs> there's two Marys going on. In your, you got Rosemary and you got Marigold. So you could call it Mary's, no. Mary Mary's song or Mary Mary or Oh Mary Mary. I don't know. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm not liking any of this. Maybe as we go through the lyrics, I'll come up with some better ones. For now, uh, this is my cocktail <laughs> with a couple of Marys. Okay. So what if I just called it Oh My My My? I think you should call it that because you completely disregarded that part earlier, and now okay. it is your time to make up for that. So I yeah, think, that's yeah, great. and I think it's because I had surprise as I was writing out the ingredients to this cocktail that it actually went along with it. Oh my! Oh my! My my! <laughs> that's adorable. I think I also forgot to mention that there's sherry in it. I just did a really okay. bad. <laughs> intro to oh yeah you didn't even mention the alcohol i didn't even think about that i did it so. there's limoncello and sherry and then rosemary simple syrup marigold oh, that's tea right. if you wanted to make it a like a mocktail you could leave out the alcohol and give it a squeeze of lemon and it would be great flavors with the rosemary and that the sounds really good oh my 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 so now that we have our swigs oh my 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 let's get into the song we begin with the spirit. We're not going to forget the spirit like I forgot it in my cocktail. We're going to talk about the spirit of Mary's song, Oh My My My. We're going to talk about the musical mixology of this song. And we are also going to get into the lyrics. And um, maybe the, the ways that Taylor twists them, which she does in this song. And I'm excited to talk about that. She does. She, really she does. does do a little twist. Oh My My My. Um, well, I, I, I think it's only right that you give us the spirit of the song, Rachel, because this is your choice, oh my, my, my. So go ahead with the spirit of Mary's song, oh my, my, my. <laughs> How many times are we going to say that? Oh my, my, my. Okay. So I, this is a really cute song that actually, I believe this is like the beginning kind of hints at Taylor's folklore era. Because this song, Ooh. what came to Taylor when her neighbor was telling her about how she and her husband have known each other since they were kids. And Taylor was so touched mm-hmm. by this that she kind of just like ran with the story and wrote this song. Mm-hmm. And I, I think she was able to kind of like play around with like, I don't know, storytelling within a song, even if it's not truth, like really true. And we know for, from Taylor that a lot of her music comes from her own life, except for as she was playing around with folklore. But I really think this was like one of her first opportunities to really like play with like where story can go when you're told a little bit. of uh, Truly, I think the first opportunity, absolutely. Um, and it's important because 
young Taylor was what 16 when she probably wrote this so she didn't have a love story to really tell yet so she's basically borrowing she she was quoted saying that she would get kind of bummed out by seeing tabloids of all these couples breaking up and how love would end but then she heard this neighbor's story and she said it gave me a lot of hope (laughs) that like real love could exist i guess and that i mean when she's 16 she didn't know what real love was she didn't have it she never experienced it so she wrote somebody else's love story um although it's not fictional it's I mean, maybe some parts are, but I guess this whole woman just told the story of how they knew each other since they were little kids, and um, yeah, it's it's a fantastic story. Yeah, um, I'm assuming Mary is the name of the woman. We never get Mary in the song. We don't. It, it is interesting that the, the, the title, we never do learn the the name of the person other than in the title it's just kind of like it's and then it's kind of like a little fun little thing like it's like it's really sweet because it belongs to mary i think yeah i wonder if mary's still alive Uh, mary hey give us a shout out mary if you're out there if you're swiggy say hello in the comments i I guess they were only 60 at the time so that would only put her like in her late 70s so i I, i'm sure she's still still kicking it yeah. What if they divorced, though? Sam, you're ruining the sweetness of the story. Okay, well, I, I'm going to bring this up later, but I have a theory that they broke up. Mm. Um, so, Interesting. But we'll get to that. I, I might know why. Should we... How about some musical mixology? What do you What do you have... What, what sounds are you hearing? What sounds are you enjoying? Well, you've, you've used this word before when it comes to Taylor's sort of country or songs, but it has a certain twinkle to it. Yeah, yeah. And I think the connection is always the mandolin that gives the twinkling. Uh. There's a heavy mandolin mm-hmm. in this song, and that just gives you this very twinkly and it fits well with this idea of looking back in the past telling this story um and it's a very like lovey type of story it it reminds you of like fireflies in a summer night yeah. not fireflies by al city <laughs> totes different i am so angry that that guy has made it into so many of our podcasts it's our fault. It is. <laughs> it's us high. Um, but yeah, there's also a dobro in there that I, I really appreciate. A what? A dobro. <laughs> no, you know. You don't know what a dobro is? <laughs> no. It's, it's the guitar that you play on, on the lap. You've heard it at Winfield, absolutely. Okay, I'm it's, sorry. It's, you've uh, heard this instrument a million times before. I thought it's this similar. Was, like you being like. Like a doughboy, but we call him a dobro. <laughs> <laughs> no, like a but there bro are many, that loves a good dough. <laughs> there are many puns and like band names and bluegrass songs with that pun in there. Okay, but no, a dobro is is an instrument, and it's a very um, it's it's sort of like a slide. You like slide the guitar. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You've heard yeah. it before. Oh, You've sure. It I didn't know it was called a dobro. It's a dobro. Whatever. 
Um, that's a big part of the song. And then I love the drum lead-in to the chorus. Yeah. Because the verses are like pretty mellow and easygoing. And there's just a simple boom, 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 boom. So take me back to the... I don't know the lyrics. You'd think I would. And said, oh, It's interesting you should say that because as I was listening to it, this is going to be a confession here. There were moments and I just got, I get really eye-rolly about this song. Like it just, it would be hard for me to name this as one of my favorite debut songs because it just feels so like typical of a country song. Like there's just this very typical like kind of slow rolling in the verses and then that like drum kick that like 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 what you were doing (laughs) and i guess sonically i agree with you but i think lyrically this is so unique of a country song that only taylor swift debuted pardon the pun and it's because the majority of country artists were grown adults a lot of them men, the majority of them men, mm. who were not taking any opportunity to sing songs about their old couple neighbors next door that inspired them because they had never found love before. Yeah. Yeah. That's why this is, I think, a very unique song. Um, Here's... And, and, uh, but, and is there anything wrong with it fitting into the realm of a, a typical, like, ABABC type type pattern there's not and and honestly like this is what i wrote like as i was like playing with that i was realizing like what are other songs like that and i was realizing but that's that's those are the songs that get stuck in your head those are the songs that like you hear them 10 years down the road you're like oh god i love that song and i'm gonna name one song that suddenly it made me realize what this song reminded me of a little bit and this comes from none other than Tim McGraw. Now, we know that Taylor Swift was a big Tim McGraw fan. Uh, we, you know, she wrote an entire song about it. Mm. And there is a song that Tim McGraw sings that I literally started playing because I was remembering it as I was listening to this. And I started bawling <laughs> because I have such a strong memory of the song and the words. It's called Don't Take the Girl. You know that one? Don't no. take the girl. So I know that... zero Tim McGraw songs, by the okay. way. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. So that song. Oh, that pickle was spicy. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I need you to know why where I am at right now. It's a very sour, very spicy pickle. No, Sam, you're crying. You're crying because I'm about to tell you this story. <laughs> okay? About Go Tommy's on. daddy taking him fishing. When he was eight years old. Okay, so this song, Don't Take the Girl, goes through every single verse about a boy falling in love with the girl. But the verse, but here's why it's so important for you to go back and listen to this song, because the chorus changes every single time Tommy gets older, okay? And he falls more and more in love with this girl. And it tells the story of their lives as they grow up. And that is just like 
this song. So we're about to get into the the lyrical moments of this. But I thought you it was know really... what else song what? that is very like is Timeless, which yes. I, I can't wait to get into that song. We've yet mm-hmm. to discuss it on our podcast, but that is uh, it, it, when I listen to Mary's song, Oh My, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I thought of Timeless, uh, which... Technically, I heard after the first time I heard Mary's song, but I I know better than Mary's song. Oh my my my! So please um, don't ever stop doing that. <laughs> I won't. Don't you worry. Okay, well let's get into the lyrics. Okay. I want to preface okay. something here. Go ahead. We we talked about how this is a story that she's telling. That is the song. Um, and I think it's a really great story that she tells. I love that each chorus is different yeah. as we progress into uh-huh. the time chronologically as they get older um but this is very much an early taylor swift song because some of these lyrics are so simple and i think taylor swift now if she were to write this song now would use different words with more deeper profound meanings um and the one example i have um, it's not the one, but it, the one I want, I'm going to bring up is pretty lights. When she's talking about like his eyes shine, like pretty lights, she says that a number of times and pretty lights is just like not the most descript way to describe someone's eyes. And I think that if Taylor Swift wrote this, if this was a folklore song, she would use a way different description. I'm going back to like my freshman year of high school when we had to write a paper using really descript adjectives. I know her for a fact Mrs. Waugh would have discredited me for using pretty lights. She would have written, you can do better than pretty lights. Mm. All this to say, it's a, it's a, and I'm not, I don't want to like, every time we talk about a debut song, we find a little bit of criticism in the lyrics, and that's the one criticism I have for this, is that mm-hmm. it's still 16-year-old Taylor Swift writing these lyrics, yeah. but nobody else was writing a song like this at the time. I just, I just, uh, you listen to it, and I really want to, like, fall in love with the song, but there are just some too simple of lyrics sometimes. Yeah. Um, is that unfair of me to say? Is that really I don't, rude? I really don't think so, um, although I, I would be curious if she would go back and write a song like this. When I when I learn the techniques of how do you write a story from the perspective of someone younger, well, you can't write the perspective of someone younger if you are using really big words because that other per- that person that young person wouldn't have used those words anyway. So, I guess it kind of depends on how she if she's writing it from the perspective of of 60 year old mary which she is she right? is mm-hmm. yeah so so then i think it could could have been probably a little bit more descriptive but the other thing is i kind of sometimes i wonder when you're looking back at a story um i almost wonder i almost get the feeling and we'll get into this especially as we get further down into Oh My My My, and you're going to be sure to say that a couple of times, is that, like, she's really tapping into Mary reminiscing and Mary's nostalgia. And sometimes when you... I almost get the feeling that she's, like, picturing this scene, Mary's remembering this scene, 
and using very simple words because in her mind she can see it and she's not like poetic enough about it because she can see the stars that are shining she's just like oh there's just these like pretty lights you know in the sky and, you know, and it's just like she's she can see the beauty of it but she's not using the words yet I don't know that's that, that's just that's a way for me to like wonder about you know trying to stay away from the critique if I, if I was writing it again, I would also agree. Give it a few more descriptions. But it's kind of fun to think of it as an intentional decision and why she might have intentionally chosen more simpler words. You're right. It's fun. You're right. Oh, my, my, my. It's fun. Oh, my, my, my. Um, speaking of Tim McGraw, that line, the stars that shine, made me think of the song Tim McGraw when she says... He said the way my blue eyes shine put those Georgia stars to shame that oh. night. So oh, yeah. I, I I do think that Taylor was, this is like a kind of an idea that she thought about a lot, that like eyes, stars, shining, that kind of thing. I think, I think so. Um, the, the, the song starts off with these two words. My, I haven't burped my. into the microphone in a long time. That was that was a long time coming. I don't feel like that's fair to Mary, who you were about to give these beautiful words about no, it's Mary's not fair story. To Mary. It's not fair. Um, <laughs> Apologize to Mary. Sorry, Mary. Oh, my, my, my. This is your song. Oh, my, my, my. Okay, so the song starts off with, she said, which is the only time those those words are said but I think it's there intentionally to let us know she is Mary, and Mary is the one telling this story, not Taylor. Yes. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, it never. We never. Even at the end of the song, it never like bookends with Mary said those things. That's the only time we get, and it's the very first lines that we hear uh, that it's it's coming from. Somebody else. She, mm-hmm. Mary. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, my, my. <laughs> she said, I was seven and you were nine. So I was seven and you were nine. So they're two years apart. How cute. I looked at you like the stars that shine. We talked about that in the sky, the pretty lights. I'm going to skip over that because I've made my point on that. I don't want to read this next part. I don't like the D word. <laughs> I don't like the D word. It just has a weird connotation nowadays. All right, well, I don't either. I don't let this entire stanza. Our daddies used to joke about the two of us growing up and falling in love. I always get an ick feeling about parents marrying off their children. Like, I don't. Um, But they joked about it. They weren't, like, meaning. They weren't forcing these kids into it. They joked about it. Yeah, I, I, I think okay, they're okay. laughing at this, and their moms would... Ro- I, this is just for total fun. Okay. That, there is okay. no forced marriage here. Because okay. later on, they never thought they'd actually I know, off, I know, right? I know. Well, I'm just... I'm with the moms. Oh, my, my, my. Like, I'm rolling my eyes. Yes, like, yes. Like, I just... It's weird. I don't know. Well, it's weird because it's just... It's... It, the, the term daddy, and she used this in Picture to Burn. We talked about how that was cringy, too, when her daddy's going to show up with a shotgun or whatever the hell the line was. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, the, again, this was coming from Mary. Maybe these are Mary's words as she was reciting them to Taylor Swift. So, um, But the whole 
first verse is just they were little kids and they're two years apart and we get that information later on that's significant this first line i was seven and you were nine later comes into play at the end of the song yeah yeah i think the other reason why i get an ick factor is and and maybe you were going to bring this up later but i'm bringing it up now there is a there's a music video oh yeah we need to talk about this oh my gosh and um this music video was not done by Taylor Swift. It's like done by another company. Or I can't something. quite confirm. It's it's not a Taylor Swift made or Taylor Swift's teams made music video. It's like seems fan made, but it's like high quality. Like a production yeah, it's company like, did this or something. It is a it's some production company that does this with songs. Will take somebody else's song and make a music video with it. Um, with like actors and sets and yeah everything. yeah and and I and think effects. I watched that and I feel like it is so to me the the like parents moment is so cringy like it I is just super don't cringy. I really don't like it and I think it just like tainted my opinion of this whole like concept of the daddies because they're like standing around a grill and like. <laughs> And, like, the mothers are standing there next to them. I don't know. It's just, like, really, really Okay, the, the, the acting, the performances in, in the music video are the worst thing about it. And it's the dads. It's the moms primarily. But I got to say, I loved the music video. I was going to talk about this in the spirit. Talk about spirit. That music video <laughs> conveys the spirit. It is literally line by line showing the story. Yeah. And... It's a really cute, I mean, the whole song is cute, right? It's adorable. So the music video follows every line. It's also very cute and very adorable. If you focus on Mary and Mary's, you know, boy, right? Yeah. yeah. But ignore the daddies and ignore the mamas because they are the most awkward part of the entire music video. I just like, I liked the, it, it made me connect more to the song when I watched this music video I could actually like see it and I realized actually how special that is that this Mary person ended up with the the boy that she was friends with in, in uh, such a when she was seven right and he yeah. was nine like that is a rare thing to happen to be so young and to have like a little best friend that you played with at the, at the schoolyard in your backyard in the treehouse whatever to end up falling in love with it that is that that's a rom-com i don't even know if it's rom or i mean i don't know if it's a com it's, <laughs> it's rom. not a com it's a rom. It's romance at its yeah. finest yeah. yeah and so this music video does a really good job of just like showing that story from the early ages to the i mean that old couple at the end the, the, the old couple wing, at the end so was worth it it's, it's it so was cute. worth it for the old couple at the end but the daddies and the mamas reason, i just don't like the daddies and the mamas the da- one is, the like, one daddy at one point puts his arm around the other daddy and like pats yeah. that daddy yeah. on the back yeah, it was oh my my it's my cringy. It's it was like so cringy. like dudes i did not like it i i'm just chuckling because i really didn't think i was gonna have much to say and clearly we haven't gotten very far into this <laughs> we haven't gotten very far so let's we go do, far. But we do we do tend to wander in songs that have less to say and we just really get into it all right <laughs> uh this is this is your line what's the next line that we haven't said yet Oh, um, okay, so growing up and falling in love, and our mamas smiled and rolled their eyes and said, oh, my, my, my. 
<laughs> that was a different way of saying it. There. I had to. Do okay, so I love, <laughs> I love the connection to this to other songs that we've gotten later, and I would love to think that she was going back to this. Do you like "Death by a Thousand Cuts"? My, 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 oh. my, and "Lover," you are my, my, my. Oh my gosh. Okay. And, oh and my, I, my, my gosh. Exactly. And it's really interesting because one of those songs is like, uh, you know, kind of a sad story. And the other one is a happy story, mm-hmm. uh, sort of. It's less happy now that we know that she wrote it about Joe and they're no longer together. But anyway, like one tells a story of a relationship that worked and one tells a story of a relationship that didn't. You could even wonder towards the end of this song, 8789 is, is what sh- they hope they'll be. But I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they maybe they won't. I don't know. We'll We're get jumping there when ahead. We get there. You said you had something to say about that. Okay, so that's our first, first, our first chorus. Yes. Right. We go into. No, we're not. No, that was all the first. Oh yeah, that was just the verse. So now we're in the first chorus. Every chorus is different. This one is "Take Me Back to the House in the Backyard Tree." We're 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 little kids here, right? Said Mm -hmm. you'd beat me up. You were bigger than me. You never did. You never did. Another example of why I think she could have been a little bit more creative with those lyrics. She just repeats, "You never did. You never did." Whatever. It's fine. Take me back. So so we're getting, and we're going to get this in all the choruses, take me back. Take me back. Mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. Mary reminiscing. And yeah. and here's, I'm just going to bring this up now. Here's why I almost think that they're, this couple might not be together is because she wants that. Oh, take, Again, me back take me to back to that. But I don't think that's the point. I just it's just an interesting theory where she like misses it, so she wants she doesn't have that anymore, so she wants to go back, so please take me back. But it could just be she's trying to relive this because it's such a Such a what? Is there like a siren going on? Oh, it's 120. What is happening, Rachel? You don't know about this? This is a nationwide test. <sighs> just turn it <laughs> What do we do? Just turn it off. Just tap it. it yeah. Oh Mine's on airplane mode, so oh it's my, not going my, off. My. <laughs> I forgot that that was happening today. That was we so got scary. all sorts of like emails or something. Okay, it's funny that you. So like everybody that. in the nation got that at the same time. Yes. Yes. We got warnings from the school that this was going to be happening. Everybody. I got heard it on NPR. Oh my my my. Okay, I think it's oh done. Oh my my my. Anyway. Take me back to when we didn't have national alert systems. (laughs) (laughs) The world was much simpler then. Um, Well, because the world was only one block wide. The world was only one block wide. I do like that line. Because that's how you feel when you're seven years old. Is like you don't know anything bigger than who your neighbors are and where your school is, which is a block. And honestly, doesn't it? Don't you do want to just go back to when the world was that small? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I I really love, I really love that line that she narrowed us in on what it was like to be yeah. a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, which is significant for this first chorus when she is a child and we're going to get older with these next choruses. Um, I dared you to kiss me and ran when you tried. Oh, giggle, giggle, giggle. That is so cutie-esque. Just two <laughs> kids, you and I. Oh, my, 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 my. We get a fourth my here. Oh. My, 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 my. 
All right, let's let's keep going into the second verse here. We are now teenagers, not we. They, she are now teenagers. Well, I was 16 when suddenly I wasn't that little girl you used to see. This is so the summer I turned pretty. Oh, is it? Right? I don't even yeah, know. Was, I mean, it's it's basically the title. You wouldn't even need to know. The, okay. Like suddenly you're, I'm not that little girl anymore. Like mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the one constant is his eyes still shine like pretty lights. <laughs> I, I just don't love that. Um, but at least she's still conveying the same fact that that the the single thread of gold that tied him to her was this like the the constant was his his eyes that shone pretty like pretty lights. Yeah. And guess what is also a constant, Rachel? Oh, those daddies. They're <laughs> still joking. This is such interesting, Sam. Like the verses almost repeat more than the chorus. Yeah, do. which is yeah, you're right, which is like the opposite of a normal song. Usually the choruses yeah. are the same words and the verses change. Yeah, yeah you're right. That's I didn't think about that. But the verses huh. almost have the same lyrics and the choruses are the ones that change. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so those daddies are still joking, but here it's different where they never believed. That's what you were saying before. That they were joking, but they still never believed that they would actually fall in love. And the mamas are rolling their eyes again. <laughs> this, Moms this don't t- approve of this, I don't think. But Clearly, I do not. The daddies are just as laughing a represent- and grilling. As a representative of the mom, I'm like, I'm rolling my eyes because it's like, but that's what happens. Like, you, come on, boys. Come on now, what? gentlemen. What boys? Just- what do you mean? Oh, like, well, the, like stop yeah, joking like, about this? That it's just, well, yeah, like that they thought it was funny. It's like, it's like they don't, they weren't actually believing or thinking about their children growing up and falling in love. They were just kidding around. And the moms do. The moms think about that. They're like, yeah, that could happen. Yes, I saw that this could happen. Just, just go with it. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, my, my, my. I don't care. <laughs> Take me back to the song, Sam. Okay. All right. Second chorus, it's different. We're all a little older now. This is a, a, we're getting classic Taylor Swift pickup truck talk. Um, Take me back to the creek beds. We turned up 2 a.m., Rachel. I went and I looked at every song in the debut album and the lyrics to that song that lead up to Mary's song, Oh My My My, which is what, track 11 or something? It's like later in the album. Uh-huh. Just to confirm that there were no songs prior to this where she talks about time. And and uh, especially in a, a post-midnight time, which 10 albums later, we literally have an album about what she thinks about and what she's doing in the middle of the night. This is the very first Lyrical reference Taylor Swift ever gave us. She sings oh. 2 a.m. riding in your truck. Still I just wanted to point that out. It's the first song. Congrats. Still awake. Mm-hmm. Good job. But there's a lot more to come. But, you know, a lot a lot more. Uh, Especially with 2 a.m.s. We get a lot more 2 a.m.s. Yeah, but this is a lot the of 2 very first um, like late night reference we get. 2 a.m. riding in your truck. All I needed is you next to me. Take me back to the time we had our very first. So now we're they're fighting, I guess. 
but she's still reminiscing in a nostalgic sense, like the slamming of doors instead of kissing goodnight. You stayed outside till the morning light. Like, oh, that's so sweet. He stayed outside waiting for her after this fight just to show how much he cared and how much he loved her. This is the part of the story where we're now realizing that they actually have fallen in love. Mm-hmm. And this is very our song. Like, this is really giving, like, it's the slamming doors, the pickup trucks. Yeah. Also, the, that first line. The kissing, when, the when, fighting. When the very first lyric of the song, she said, she sings it in the same exact way that in our song. She goes, and he said, our song. Oh. The song, this song starts, she said. She said. It sounds exactly identical. Uh-huh. So, yeah, uh-huh. another another uh, song reference. Yeah. That's the second chorus. I don't need to go deeper into it, I don't think. No, no. We're, we're about to get a bridge. It's not very banging. and uh, No, know. it basically sounds almost like a third um, verse. Or does verse? it sound like a third chorus? Uh, um, it's, I can't keep up with which ones are verses and chorus. It is confusing, isn't it? Because they're kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It's described in the lyrics as a, a, bridge. a bridge. And it is. And it's shorter and it takes you right back. Haha. <laughs> To the time, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm I'm gonna call it a bridge because it's it's it would be a shorter verse if we gave it a verse. Um, there, you know, he's getting down on his knee. He's 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 proposing, and this is like, I mean, I saw this is one of those things where like you saw this coming, like you knew it. It didn't. It wasn't of. I've talked about bridges before that they're supposed to be a thing that like takes you out and then puts you back in. Yeah, this doesn't take you out. This is just progressing uh-uh. the story. But she's yeah, using this moment. The, the the music changes a little bit. It like quiets, you know, that's a yeah. classic. I guess it move. being shorter mm-hmm. does take you out because it po- makes you pause or whatever. A few years had gone and come around. We were sitting at our favorite spot in town and you looked at me. Got down on one knee. A few years had gone, gone and come around. We were sitting at our favorite spot in town, and he looked at me, got down on one knee. Uh, I wonder what their favorite spot in town was. I'm picturing... Um, Are you picturing a Hardee's like I am? <laughs> no! I totally... I was picturing Stars Hollow, Gilmore Girls, like a little town square with... A bench and a light and some like fall decorations. I don't know. I can't get Hardee's out of my mind. Why Hardee's? Just feel like that's where they would hang out. In the the one horse town or whatever that they live. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Another song connection I'm gonna make is Love Story. In the bridge of yeah, Love Story, yeah. he gets down on one knee and and asks yeah. her to marry him. Um, mm-hmm. we get that one later on in her discography, of course. But okay, third and final chorus. We're now getting married. Take me back to the time when we walked down the aisle. Our whole town came and our mama's... whole town came. This is... <laughs> that one horse. This is, that one horse. One horse town. This is this is Stars Hollow. The whole town's going to be there. <laughs> no, I'm picturing like, the town population is yeah. just one horse. <laughs> one horse. So that's all that was on the wedding. <laughs> our mamas cried. Of course they did because, oh my, my, my. Oh, my, my, my. How they cried. You said I do, and I did, too. Oh, gosh. How cute. 
this is where I'm starting to roll my eyes like the mamas a little bit. Um, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But again, this is Mary's song, right? She's telling Mary's song, so I should be a little bit more respectful. Um, take me home. So, this is different. Yes. Okay. This is different. So I, I never noticed before how this is the same line from Lover and from Style. So like, take me home. Take me home. We get both, yes, and in Lover, we get, like, take me home, take me out, take me me home. home. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, you know, I think we've come around, we've said this before, like, home is is love to Taylor, which I think is so sweet and also so comforting. There's some people who really, like, home is not a safe place, but for Taylor, it always was. Like, she... You know, we, ta- we you even said like she doesn't. This is an example of, of love for her, but look at her parents. Her parents are still together. It seems like they have a good relationship. Like home shows like it's as a comfort. I thought Taylor's parents were divorced. What aren't they? I thought I think they are. What I know you wouldn't think that because they're like friends. What? Is this revelatory for you? I'm pretty sure they're divorced. No. They're divorced? What's his name? Um, Scott Swift. Mr. Swift. Swift. Divorce? Yeah. They got the... (gasps) Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm I'm sorry. I don't know. These are... These are... Taylor Swift's parents' separation deeply affected... These are like... Um tabloid websites um yeah i think i think they're divorced i maybe we don't have this confirmed confirmed and and maybe it's none of our business either um but it really makes me kind of sad it like changes how i feel don't be sad. Now Sometimes I'm really glad happens. she has Mary. So at least she can Taylor see. Swift's parents opted for a divorce circa 2011 without ever informing the press. Obviously, they're not going to like tell the press that. Here's what you should know about their breakup. Um, this was written, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But according to this website, they got divorced like over 10 years ago. But. Wow. Yeah. 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 All right. I don't know. How does that change? Your opinion of know. Mary's song, Oh My, My, My. Let's keep it, let's focus here. <laughs> well, it it's really important that she has this song, you know, that she has this story to show her, I don't know, now I'm mixed. I have mixed feelings because do we have to, do we have to see proof of a successful marriage like just because someone stays together and stays married does that is that the only reason why love no. is successful and beautiful no no, no absolutely not so i guess i'm i'm s- s- saddened at first and then i'm like you know what no because this is just one example of how love can be love can be finding you know a true love and a friend very early love can be finding somebody on a football field when you least expect it oh my god are they in love (laughs) not yet that's not we're not into that part of the rom-com right now she's right now she's trying to like just get through she's trying on him like trying on clothes that's all that's happening exactly Okay. That's exactly right. Okay. All right. Let's go back to the porch. We're rocking our babies on the front porch after all this time, <laughs> you and I. Yeah. I 
I really do. I do like this. This. Um, I, I like that we get a full circle moment. I like that they go right back to the house where they met. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And where, like, at first the house was just this tree house kind of, like, playhouse situation. And then now they have the real house. And now it's theirs. And... I, I, I like that kind of a story. It is nice. It is gratifying. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're back getting, we're about to get into our swelsy moment. This is the swelsy moment. Is, yeah, it took us all song to get final. here. Mm-hmm. It really did. Um, but we are we are getting there. It's also um it's a really it's a really confident line in my opinion but i i kind of have a feeling that maybe you have a different perspective on it so so my perspective is like oh i'll be 87 you'll be 89 and we'll be still looking at the stars like this is this is to me what mary is saying like and i know like we're st- you know we're going to keep sitting here on this porch like i feel confident that this is a love that will just keep growing we're going to continue to grow old together but you gave me hints that maybe you didn't think that this what if he dies and... Oh, well, that's a sad well, turn of events. It's event. so sad, I know, but I'm just now realizing, what if he dies and she's looking at the stars as a reminder? And that's why she says, take me back, because she's not with him anymore in the physical. And the stars is all that she has to look at to remind her of his... <laughs> Of the pretty lights in his eyes. Oh my, my, my. She literally ends the song with In the Sky. Oh my, my, my. I think he dies. Oh my god. (laughs) Why did you do that to me? I'm laugh crying. I'm cry laughing. I'm crapping. Oh my god. Okay, Sam, this is so funny because I'm watching, I just started watching The Golden Bachelor. Oh gosh. How is (laughs) it, by the way? I'm intrigued. So fantastic. And I was bawling in the first episode because he talks about his wife and when she passed away five, six years ago. And the way that he was telling, he's telling the story today and he is bawling about it. And like to, to know, like he had such a strong love for someone they didn't make it to 87 and 89. Aww. But now he has a chance to find someone else Aww. to get to 87 and 89. And I I like I feel like this song needs to be played at some point during during the the promotion. Maybe Taylor Swift herself will come out and perform it live. Maybe. Oh, when they do their dates like they do. Usually they bring out like a C-list country music artist. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift is so C-list these days. <laughs> Wouldn't it be so funny if they brought out Taylor so Swift? So funny. Um, Alrighty. Oh, my, oh my, 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 my. <laughs> God, if we are not the most sibling siblings anyone has ever heard of <laughs> before, then I don't know what we are. Uh... All right. My, my, my. Sam, I could keep podcasting until I am 87 and you would be, what, 80? 80. That's right. I am younger than oh. you. Thank you, you know very what? much. I hope we do. I hope that we are 
still podcasting when I'm 87 and you're 80, sitting on our porch. Wouldn't that be great? Do you think that Taylor will still be around? Imagine us trying to figure music? out Riverside when we're already. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but really, what I want to do is ask you to take me back to a new era. I need you to pick. Maybe we're, I mean, I would, I saying take me back because we've covered every era at this point. Mm-hmm. So, but which, where are we going? Are we going, I mean, we, we can only go forward, but, but, but we're going to go back. <laughs> You're overcomplicating this. <laughs> okay. This is getting weird. So just tell me. What are we doing? I am week? taking us back to an era we have not visited in so super long, Rachel. So super long. This, this most super, it's been like, I don't know, 20 episodes. I don't know if it's been that many, but it's been many. Yeah, maybe 20 episodes or so. What? Um, Since we have gone into Lover. Lover! So we are going to Lover and uh, there are some like really profound songs in Lover that I'm just not ready to get into yet because it just, I'm just scared. I'm, it's like, it's like all too well done. It's like, when are we going to do, I'm almost like scared to go into those. Anyways. Okay. So I'm choosing a less profound song from Lover but yet a really okay. fun song with a great meaning. Okay. As a man, I am telling oh. you, we're going to do the man next week. Yes, we are. I've already got my cocktail well, this could figured be out, fun. Too. Okay, great. This will be fun because the man is a little bit kind of like a Halloween dress That was also a thought I had. It was an afterthought. Type song. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. I hope okay. you show up to the podcast next week dressed up. As the man, and I will just okay. come as myself. <laughs> oh my, 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 Swiggies. If you're enjoying sitting on the front porch swing with the Sibs, won't you come find us at our other home over on social media? As mentioned earlier, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Swift and Swigs Podcast. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can even send us an email and say hello to us over on our G- what is it? Swift and Swigs podcast at gmail.com. If you want to know all of our cocktail recipes and show notes, visit swiftandswigspod.substack.com. Oh my, my, my. <laughs> oh my, my, my. Cheers. Cheers to you, Salmon, to Swiggies, and to Mary. Cheers to you, Salmon. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> that must have been a good Bloody Mary over there. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bloody. A good Bloody Mary. It's a Bloody Mary. <laughs> Not to be I'm... confused with Bluey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. This is a funny one. This is a funny one. Oh, so funny.